Before today's episode, I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and recognise their continued connection to the beautiful land and sea. I'd also like to pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging, and I extend this acknowledgement to the traditional owners of the land my listeners are on. Welcome to Ritual the Podcast, your cottage in the woods, a sacred space for the witches, the healers, the magical folk to meet and speak of wisdom, witchery and old world magic, where people come to learn, to hear stories, to share secrets and to be free to be their true selves. Welcome to Ritual. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Ritual. Uh, today is a very exciting day because I wanted to say that one of my favorite things about having a podcast is not only do I get to talk to all these different amazing people, um, but I think the idea of a podcast in itself is amazing because especially as a witch, you don't often come into contact with other witches, especially here in Australia. It is getting more popular in a way, but we're still very like a small, small little gang. Um, So I think the world of podcasting is amazing because you get to listen to and almost like have a conversation with other witches um, as you go for a walk, as you go to work, wherever you are, as you clean your house, you get to kind of involve this witchiness into your day. And there is one in particular that I love to have with me when I am driving in the car and I need to just like have that like feel good witchy buzz and that is the comfy cozy witch podcast and I am so excited because I have with me the comfiest coziest witch there is Jenny Blonde she is an author like I said she is this amazing creator of one of my most favorite podcasts in the world um, and I'm so grateful that she is with me today. Hello, Jenny. Hi, that was such an, a lovely little introduction. Oh, thank you. And I'm happy to be with you today. I know it's taken us a little while with our schedules to, to make this happen, but I'm happy that it's We're finally here. Now. <laughs> We're here. Mm. It's six in the morning in the States and eight in the evening. I know. Isn't that so weird? So whereabouts are you in America? Um, Pennsylvania. Oh, I've heard that Pennsylvania mm-hmm. is so beautiful. It is. You know, I've never lived anywhere else. I've mm-hmm. lived my entire life in Pennsylvania. So born, raised, went to college. After college, got a job in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I've, I've never lived anywhere else, but I have lived all over the state. So is it, it's near New York, isn't it? Yep. It's just south of New York. And we're we are an hour and a half from the city, New York City. Oh, cool. So door to door. I mean, door to, like, I can be, I can leave our house and be in downtown Manhattan, Times Square in an hour and a half. Stop which is it. Awesome. I think yeah. I, if I did that here, I literally end up like nowhere interesting at all. So the fact that you can do that is pretty, do you go to New York a lot? Um. You know, not as much as we should. We need to take more, adva- you know, advantage of it's it. It's because it's we, there. 
Yeah, we were there twice in the past year. Yeah. Um, it, that's pretty good because we're we're busy. You know, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, we don't always have time to just drop things. But we have talked about just making some more day trips because when yeah. we go, we'll spend the night, taking a show, you know, go out. It's a whole eat. thing. It's a whole thing. So we talked about just taking our son. Yeah. The day, you know, go for a day trip, catch a matinee show and have dinner, come home. Yeah. Obviously doable an hour and a half away. We can do that. I know. And that part of the world, like all the states surrounding that are so beautiful. Like they have, I always heard that it's like you have the four seasons there. Like it's always like, yeah. (laughs) You do. And we see, I mean, we clearly see every season, which makes it easier to celebrate the turn of the wheel totally you know here in Pennsylvania than other states I mean you think you know down south it it's warm all year long Mm -hmm. and you're you don't see the differentiation between the seasons but here we have the winter we have the snow and the ice in the winter oh I love that and, and right now everything's green and blooming and the flowers are out and we have a summer where it's 90 degrees and then we have the the fall. Unfortunately, fall is tends to be the shortest season. Yeah, and that's the most know, beautiful as well. It's the most beautiful, but I feel like every year it gets shorter and shorter. I it think just kind so of too. Yeah, and I don't know if it's it's the why well, I, I would assume it's the global warming, it's Probably. everything. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it We've is. We've stuffed it. We've really stuffed it. <laughs> well, I know. I know. And, uh, but that makes me sad because, you know, I love fall. You I know. know. Autumn Equinox is my favorite. I know. I just love being cozy. But I get <laughs> you cozy in fall. You're, you're. We like, just had it. We just had Mabin. Yeah, not that long ago. And so we are in autumn at the moment, but we're the same, like, uh, our, our summer basically felt like maybe two weeks. It was so quick and so rainy and then it was autumn. But now already it's like so like the winter vibes are here already. And then winter, I feel like it goes for like nine months of the year. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're the same. But we are in that cozy like autumn bubble at the moment, which is really nice. <laughs> That's a nice bubble. Even leading into the winter, mm-hmm. um, going inward and you just totally. need that time to rejuvenate and just be with yourself and I mean yeah. we talked earlier before before you hit record you have a number of children and they it's time for them to slow down a little I bit know too. I will let them know that now is time for yeah. you to slow down <laughs> slow down and, they, and it's opposite because you know we we just celebrated Beltane. Yeah, and- you did. My favorite. Yeah, so which I, I know it's so much fun. Oh, but I, my festival was canceled because. I saw that. I was so bummed. I go every year and they had taken years off because of COVID. And I was really oh, excited. No. Yeah, it was just such a beautiful, they call it their May Day Festival, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but but now we're moving, we're moving towards summer. And next week, my son is off school for the summer. I think next week is his last week. Oh, really? So things are gearing up here. Like the energy, like everything is Totally. Isn't that so funny week. how opposite it is? It's crazy. You forget. I forget, about, I for, yes, I forget about that sometimes. Yeah. I'm like that and as well. 
And it's so funny. I'm looking at us right now. <laughs> we have polar opposites. Screen. I'm looking at our split screen. And I don't know if, I know you say you put this on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah. So do people see the split screen? Yeah. <laughs> but you are very much like right now, your vibe is like coat, like fall, winter. Yeah. You have like the darker wood in the background. Yeah. <laughs> You're like bright. Bright white. Even like, with what we're wearing. <laughs> That's what I mean, like spring spring is coming we didn't plan this that's so funny I didn't even think about that (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) okay so let's begin with your morning now obviously today your morning ritual is talking to me but do you have a morning ritual and that could be like a magical one a mundane or kind of a mixture of the two but is there something that you like to do each day yeah, I do. Um, and I, as you know, I mix magic in with the ma- mundane constantly. You That's have to. a huge part of my practice mm-hmm. because, and you're the same, you have a busy life, you have to. It's hard sometimes to have pockets of time yeah. to sit down and say, I'm going to, you know, touch my practice right now. Mm-hmm. But I always, always find time to come in this room that I'm mm-hmm. in right now. My altar's in the corner. Um, sit in front of my altar, take a couple deep breaths. Usually I take, I take three, I have a couple little stretches <laughs> that I do that is part because I'm finding as I'm getting older, it's <laughs> harder. That feels weirder than it usually does. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny because yesterday, um, I went to Barnes and Noble and the woman that was checking out my books, she, she made a comment cause she was on the floor, like stacking books and she stood up and she was like oh my gosh I'm really feeling this right yeah. now and I said I just started feeling those yeah it's so funny like when I wake up in the morning I like stand up I'm like oh my feet feel weird I'm like is that a thing is that supposed to happen <laughs> yeah I think it's a thing it's a thing as we get older yeah. but anyway, <laughs> sorry see I do go off on a tangent that's fine so know. do I okay so <laughs> I sit in front of my altar. I have my coffee. So at least, I mean, I have that this morning. And that I, mug's and very I, autumn. Autumnal mug. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I have boxes too, but that one's in the dishwasher. Oh, cute. Um, and so I have my coffee. I always stir in chocolate, cinnamon, and honey. And I think, I always think about what I want for the day. Like that mm-hmm. has become ritual over the years mm-hmm. um in and of itself and I know I a lot of people I think a lot of people do that because it's a simple way to touch your practice to yeah touch your magic. and delicious yep yeah, and delicious <laughs> and then I come into here I turn on I have a little lamp because usually it's it's still a little dark outside I have mm-hmm. a little lamp it's like a tree of light that I turn on I open my altar because it's a pull down cool desk um, I can show it to you if you want to see. Yeah. Just don't mind my mess. It's over there in the. Oh, wait, ah. wait, wait. Which way is it? It's over. I think it's on the other way. Yeah, there. Back <laughs> to it. Here we go. Right yes. here. <gasps> That's so, so cool. Yeah, isn't it cool? It's an old deck. Don't mind my mess. Like it is so. Oh no, it's, so it's totally fine. So I go over. Um, I that pulls down. I have whatever deck I'm currently working with, and I mm-hmm. have my 
my magical journal in there. So my book of shadows. And I always start then after I've like done a couple deep breaths, mm-hmm. um, get that set up again. <laughs> then I'll, I'll journal a little bit about what happened. Yeah. Like the day before, yeah. uh, when it comes to like my practice, anything that I've noticed, any intentions like that are coming to fruition. Mm-hmm. And then I always write down the moon phase, three things I'm grateful for. I mean, mm-hmm. I have, I have like these bullet points every day. Yeah. And then the card of the day, I'll pull my card of the day. Sometimes I'll pull two or three, but mostly I'll just pull one and then journal about that and then sit in quiet meditation. If I have time, if mm-hmm. my son doesn't get up and, and come yelling for mommy or <laughs> come in and bother me, you know, mm-hmm. you know how it is. So that is my morning ritual. It sounds very similar to mine, actually. Really? Like to the dot point of the journaling as well, like literally the same thing. Mm. Oh my gosh. And even like, you know, and that can be three minutes or that can be a half an hour. Yeah. It just depends on interruptions or my my meditation, really. And then some mornings where I know I have time, I'll even do a guided meditation. I'll turn on like my insight timer app and go Love back that to like my so computer. much. Oh my gosh. I can't tell you how many people I swear they need a commission from me. Yeah. <laughs> or I need yeah. a commission. I need a commission from, from insight timer because so many people I talk about it on my podcast. Yeah. And like, oh my God, I downloaded this. It's so good. But I've been using it for a decade. Yeah. And it's the best. It's my, it is the best. They have wonderful guided meditations. Some of my, um, evening meditations are gone like over the years uh, you know, him. <laughs> create I know creators will take their stuff off mm-hmm. or they I don't know they have to renew a subscription they just don't do to to have their meditations on the app but mm-hmm. I've lost a couple of my favorite meditations but overall it's great especially for guided meditation yeah I agree what do you ever do the one where it's like just the noise yes what noise do. do you use well, or I'll do the silent. I like the, I like the, um, the rain. Yeah. Me like too. The forest, the and it's got that like, doom, doom. Yes. <laughs> I love, yes, I love that. And then <laughs> and for most of that though, because you know, you can program, you can program it. Yeah. A lot of it will be that. And then I'll make it quiet for a little bit, but yeah. I've noticed that final gong that comes in, yeah. I had to take out because it was, it was yeah. like dark. Yeah, you like, I was in like a really deep meditation yeah. and then it wasn't as gentle. It isn't as gentle. I as agree. I it's like they, they need to someone to come and like tap you on the shoulder and be like, you're done now rather than like bang. Yes, I agree. If only they could figure that out. Have somebody read I'll, I'll write them a letter. <laughs> um, oh what de- what deck are you working with at the moment? Um, right now, oh gosh. So I, it's so funny. I have the one here. Um, Lucy Cavendish just came out with this. <gasps> oh, I saw that with Lady Victoria, Lady Tour. Love so she- her so much. I love oh, both okay. of them. I want I'll Lucy Cavendish you. to adopt me. I love her. I love her. I have mm. so many of her books. Um, yeah. perfect. Like her, just her fairy book, you know, the purple, the fey magic. 
Yeah, that's that my one. favorite book. I, me too. I love that book, and I've had it for years and yeah. years, and I always come back to me it. Me too. I love how she approaches it like oh, your interaction with the fame might not be mine and someone else's and that's yeah. okay and that's the way I feel about working with the fae in yep. my practice in general like you know and everybody totally. else I'm not here to judge or tell you how to practice just do what feel comes natural to you as it should be organically yeah okay so here is um just look at some of these. It's oh, so magical. So magical. Such a beautiful deck. Mm, so this is the newest deck. I'm only going to go through a couple so you can see. When um, you choose your decks as well, do you like pick them kind of to do with where we are seasonally or do you just kind of go by like into like intu- intuition or whatever you're vibing? It's a little bit of both mm-hmm. um, because – well, you know, they came out with the, the Rockpool published, I think it was Rockpool, came out with Seasons of the Witch. Yes. Love. Decks, and they're coming out with the Mabin deck, which is just. I've I got my Silent one here. <laughs> yes. And I tend to use them so seasonally, even yeah. though I know you can use them whenever I use those. I'm like, no, it has to be at that time. <laughs> it has to be. And, um, but I will say, I do tend to get out my fairy decks may and beyond because yep. for me and well it's opposite for you I guess mm-hmm. because you're in salon season right now yeah but you know may and beyond that's when I work with the fae and mm-hmm. I find <clears throat> more of a connection so I've been getting out my fairy decks actually um oracle of the fairies by Karen Kay love that you know. one yeah I've got that one that's what I pulled from yesterday cool okay. excuse me um and then I pulled from that one for my patreon because I do a card pull on Mondays mm-hmm. and I'm like you know what I'm gonna get out my my fairy deck and so they're all in this cabinet over here I'm terrible at showing so in there nice all, like, like the, those two that's all my fairy stuff I love um, it I do want to get back to your fairy magic as well because I have a question yeah. about that oh, um okay. But I wanted to ask, because if you do listen to Jenny's podcast, which you should, once you finish listening to this, you have to go and listen to hers. But I want to know, what is making you feel comfy, cozy, and witchy right now? <laughs> How did I know that you were going to ask? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> well, um, right now, and this is exciting, I'm I'm opening up a brick and mortar shop. Yes. Yes. So exciting. I'm so right now a lot of my energy is going toward yeah. Yeah, you know, getting that ready. And although some people might not think it's particularly comfy and cozy, like opening it's your baby. It's my baby, and it is the comfy cozy apothecary. And and yes, just yesterday, another article came out about it because um, reporters have been reaching out, which I posted one time about it in like cool. a local book group and reporters have been reaching out and an article came out yesterday 
And it said, um, the owner of this shop wants you to leave feeling comfy, cozy, and magical. And I was like, yay. They totally got what I want to do. And so right now, just curating items and finding um, retailers. Mm -hmm. I'm getting in shipments. I'm already getting inventory in. Getting, oh my gosh, I'm getting books in. And I like every time a book comes in, I'm just like, one for me, one for you. (laughs) I got on Sunday morning, just what, two days ago, I found a really amazing crystal wholesaler. and so I, I got to go there and hand pick out every single crystal that'll be in my shop. And, Aww. you know, just being able to like feel the energy and touch the, like that mm-hmm. was an amazing, just magical experience. Um, and I can't wait to do it again, but everything in preparation of my shop right now is making me feel comfy, cozy and witchy. Yeah. Do you have a name? It's the Comfy Cozy Apothecary. Oh, so perfect. That's actually, yeah, that's the name of it. So I I contemplated changing the name, mm-hmm. but but I was like, no, this is me. Like this is totally, me. that's who you are. This is me. I had my, I've had my apothecary on Etsy, you know, for a couple of years mm-hmm. and I'm still, I'll still offer items in my Etsy shop that are different than the brick and mortar store because yeah. the brick and mortar I'm bringing in other, you know, other people's products, Mm -hmm. um, but items that people can't find around here. You know, I don't want another store that looks like a Target or... No. No, I want handmade candles by like magical creators. And I I want jewelry that you can't walk into a (laughs) store and find anywhere else. Um, So anyway... That, that it's been so, it's been so amazing. Very busy. Mm, I can totally imagine. So, yeah, but all good stuff. And it all happened. Um, it just happened out of nowhere. And I had been wanting to do this. I mean, mm-hmm. I've talked about it before on my podcast. I've talked about it with a lot of people. Like a goal is to open a shop. Yeah. And a brick and mortar store, ideally in my town. So I'm really close and I can still come home and take care of the dogs and mm-hmm. get my son to school, <clears throat> but also use it as a writing space away from distractions. Yeah. Because I still have book deadlines and, you know, my writing. So I'm going to be writing from that space three days a week. Mm-hmm. And then I'll open the retail space um, for limited hours, like five or six hours, four days a week. Cool. So yeah, so I can focus on my writing, but also have my apothecary. And You've got the best um, of both worlds. Yes. And it just, oh, it was so bizarre. It, it the posting came up on Facebook Marketplace of all of all places. Really? Yeah, because the person in the building, um, they they ended up buying a new property. And mm-hmm. so they had to end their lease early. And mm. so the the owner of the building was like, well, then you're in charge. It's, it's still under your lease. So you need to find somebody to take over your lease, essentially. Yeah. And so she had posted, hey, we have this coming available June 1st, downtown on Main Street. Like it is a half a block from the square, from the, the, the circle, like the main part of the 
town. Um, great wind, like big bay windows, uh, 700 square feet, like just everything. I, I saw it and I said, this, this is it. This is it. it. This is my apothecary. Mm-hmm. The one Because it's a corner. Because, you know, all the buildings are connected in a downtown. Yeah, you want a corner. It's a corner. So it is all brick on the side. <gasps> oh, all yeah. All stone in the front. <laughs> Stop it. It's stone. And so I messaged her right away. I said, I want to come look at this property. Yes. So I was able to, long story short, I was scheduled to go look at it Friday. She had a cancellation on Tuesday, squeezed (laughs) me in and 50 other people were interested. 50, five, zero. And um, she chose me to like put my name to the the owner, the property manager. And then he essentially selected me to have the space. <gasps> That's so exciting. I'm very excited. I'm very oh, excited. Cool. And you know what? Because you have your podcast as well. There'll be so many people that are like, I'm going there straight away. I've had a lot of people like already message me road trip. Yeah. <laughs> That's Grab so cool. Friend. Jump on a plane. I I was going to say next time, because we want to go to New York in the next couple of years. So we're coming. We will be there for sure. Yay. Let me know. Hey, everyone. I'm just going to pause today's episode for a moment. I hope you're enjoying it. It sounds super interesting. If you're enjoying this podcast and you're thinking, hey, how could I support this show? Then the best way to do that is to jump over to Patreon and become one of my patrons where you'll get access to additional content, videos, bonus episodes of Ritual with Amy Harvey, that is me, learning tools to help you on your witchy path, and special discounts to my online store, rosongcottage.com. Take it away, voiceover guy. That's right. Simply head to patreon.com forward slash Cottage to get all the goodies and support your favorite podcast in the entire world, Ritual with Amy Harvey. Now... Back to the show. Um, this is a dog-friendly my- show, so if they need to come in, I will be very happy to see them. Oh, good. Well, and my my biggest dog, who's my youngest, turned mm-hmm. one yesterday. Oh, happy birthday! So we have all sorts of birthdays for our puppies. This you have week. a golden retriever, don't you? Yeah, me too. I've got two of them. No way! <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. I, oh, that's so great! I have to. You have to send me pictures. Oh, one hundred percent. Norman, oh, who's my oldest one, he's like my golden child. Like even the kids will go, "He, you love him more than us. And I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> and you admit it. I do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, River, so, River's all golden. She's a good girl. Um, I have to ask, what was mm-hmm. your journey like into witchcraft? So is this something that have you always been like on that witchy path or did it come to you at a certain point in your life? Like how did it all unfold? I've definitely always, always been on the witchy path, even mm-hmm. when I was a young, a young kid. Mm-hmm. And looking back as a teenager, as an adult, like I was able to connect some dots and some 100%. things. 100% had pulled me in like so and I have an episode you probably listened to my episode about this my my Ouija board as a kid and my ancestors Mm -hmm. trying to contact me Mm -hmm. um my aunt Flo and her husband Rush 
which I didn't realize until literally decades later that that was them trying to come through. But I always had a fascination with not only the occult, but Mm -hmm. just magic in general. I always had a firm belief in magic Mm -hmm. and seeing magic in everything. And then I guess it was when I was like, what, 13 years old, 14, and I saw silver raven wolves to buy a silver stick. And I was leaping through it like, oh, I can actually be a witch. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not just something that you read about or see about. Like, this, wow, like, this is a real thing. And from then, I was like, okay, I was hooked. I was hooked after that. And then, you know, you go through stages of your life where you practice, you don't. I mean, all through college, my early years of teaching, I did not touch my practice much yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until about a decade ago where I feel like I really came back to it even more so than ever before mm-hmm. um, and took it, I, I'd hate to say more seriously, but I guess lack of a better term, yeah. that, that really makes sense. I started really diving in, mm. um, even though I had practiced on and off over the years, I feel like 10 years ago was when things just really clicked for me. Mm-hmm. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, no, it does. And you know what? I think it's interesting because so many people say that where yeah. it kind of like came and then it went away. And I think those like early years, like between 18, 25 ish, you have no idea who you are and you who you are at the time changes like every week. And so yeah. it makes sense that a spiritual practice wouldn't be big on your list because you're going, you're kind of going like, who the hell am I? I don't even know what I want. I'm going to do whatever I want and float around. And then when you get later on, and especially when you become a mom or you kind of like have more of an idea of where you are in life, um, yeah. you go, okay, something's missing. I think this is what it is. And then mm-hmm. it all flows from there. But if you don't know who you are first, like you can't have that practice, I don't think. Yep. I think you're right. And mm. it's funny you say, you know, ha- for having a kid for you, like for me, like look at the timing about a decade ago, my son is nine, you there know, you and that's when things really, really came together. And now just seeing magic through his eyes, I'm sure mm-hmm. you're the same, like seeing magic through your kid's eyes, it, that enhances your practice and makes yeah. you a better witch because they're they're seeing things that we forget about yeah a hundred percent they we have like too much chatter in our minds and kids just like they fully believe and they're just Mm -hmm. like so into it so connected to a point like where you almost like feel sad that you can't have that same connection because you're too much of an adult where you're like, yeah. I used to be able to just go, yes, it's 100%. This is how it is. And now we're like, I'm like 85% there, but I'm also kind of overthinking a little yes. bit. <laughs> when we, when we moved here, I guess it'll be almost four years now, which is crazy. Um, my son, when we were hiking, talked about seeing the fairies before mm. even I did like, you know, and I was like, oh, this is so wonderful. And he saw them in our yard. He saw them in our hike. Oh. And, and he's like, he still remembers, like he knows exactly what he saw. Yeah. And so it's so magical. I think it's funny as well, because like, I feel like 
when you grow up and you do see these things, you hear so many stories of like parents going like, no, that's not real. And that's when it like that doubt starts to sink in where with my kids and I think pretty much anyone who's like a witch or along that spiritual path, they're like, yeah, it is. And we're just like overly enthusiastic about it because like, yay. You're so right. Yes, you're so right. We don't we don't try to explain it away to a camera no. or whatever. Like, no, that it, it is. is 100%. It is. Totally. Do you involve your son in your magical practice at all? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, not as much as he, as he is getting older. He doesn't have an interest like he did when he was younger. Yeah. And in that that happens, but I leave yep. it open to him. Like if you, I always, I still always ask him, do you want to pull a card? He has his mm-hmm. decks in there. You know, oh, I don't know geez. when the last time he touched them, but it was part of his ritual, morning ritual as well. So mm-hmm. when I homeschooled him, part of his morning, you know, I would do my morning ritual. We Then we would start the school day. And part of his day was pulling his card of the day and reflecting on it. And so little things, I'll, I'll introduce him to little things Mm -hmm. and engage his interest. But when it comes to celebrating the Sabbaths, like we do have family, we have family rituals that we will do. Cool. Um, Yeah. So especially at Yule, at, um, Bieltana, Beltane, we do the May, the wish trees, like we write, write our wishes on mm-hmm. ribbons and bring them from a tree in my sacred space. So in Samhain, mm-hmm. so there are things throughout the year, you know, as we celebrate the turning of the wheel that he celebrates as well. Um, and he, and, you know, he knows the names of the Sabbaths, of course, <laughs> where other kids, they have their other holidays. We mm-hmm. get excited about the equinox. We get more. <laughs> we get a lot more. <laughs> you know? I think that's so cool about like the seasonal like part of the year is such a good way to incorporate children. Like people always ask me like, how do I involve the kids? What should I do? And I'm like, like sticking to the wheel of the year is perfect because it's not overwhelming. You don't have to get too deep about the meaning. Like you can kind of yeah. like gauge where they're at, but you get to cook yummy food or spend time outside and just like look at nature that is already, it's already done its thing for you. And I think it just like makes you not only more mindful as a family, cause you're taking that moment to go, Oh, where are we at the moment? What does it look like outside? But it's yeah. just like something, it's super fun and easy to do that's not witchy to the point of like stereotypical, but it just shows right. them that it's like quite normal and mm-hmm. it's really fun and just like a really beautiful message as well. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. <laughs> Speaking of, we yeah. are about to go into Yule here. So you guys are obviously going mm-hmm. into the summer solstice. Um mm-hmm. But I know that you are obviously the queen of comfy and cozy. Oh, gosh. (laughs) But you also work a lot of magic with your home. Um, So I would love to, like, pick your brain about what do you do when you're coming into Yule and into winter to kind of, like, make your home 
that you know how like, I think of winter it's like it's all about home magic it's all about making yeah, that space absolutely. as sacred and magical as possible because you're not really going outside as much so what do you do coming up to that time of year well, it's so funny because you you just said not going outside as much. A big thing that I like to do is bring the outside in mm-hmm. as much as possible. Yes. And we have, I mean, we have an abundance where I live because we're near the Pocono Mountains. So mm-hmm. there are, I mean, woods and f- so many forests. And what I will do is find trees that have naturally shed like their pine mm. and I'll bring them into my home mm. to create like centerpieces to create the garland on the windowsill, you know, Beautiful. In, my room, in my sacred space. So, and finding pine cones, like those are things that, that I can do. And I do with my family, you know, yeah. while we're on a hike, like, Oh, we're going to take this back. And sometimes my husband, you know, he kind of rolls his eyes like, Oh my God. <laughs> We're bringing more Make another sure tree. So Get creatures living in this stuff. <laughs> Doing this. Um, Where you're and- actually hoping there are creatures in there. <laughs> maybe, maybe in this big bunch. Maybe there's a fox hiding. A little baby fox. One day. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? But I, I do like to bring the outside in. And we, I mean, we do that all year long, but especially in winter because we're not, we're not out as much. Mm-hmm. Well, I say we're not, but I am, I'm out every day. I'm walking, walking the dogs and I try to get out anyway. Um, I change, obviously I change over the decor and my, my altar mm-hmm. to go along with the season. Um, and then in my, in the living room, I color is really big, big to me, like big for me, and colors associated with different sabbats and feelings that they evoke within me. Yeah, does that? And yeah. and so for me, bringing in the greens and a lot of green and the red and a lot of brown, like brown yeah. during winter, like that's very comforting to me. Mm-hmm. We have our hearth, we have our fireplace, like that is lit almost all the time. And on milder days where it's not like frigid, frigid, we do try to have fires outside. Beautiful. Um, I love winter fires outside. Winter fires and you, oh, cause you bundling, you can, you can bundle up. Oh, yeah. it's so cute. Um, but before so like leading up to Yule season, I do another huge cleaning mm-hmm. in my house, like just in preparation of hibernation. Yeah. Because I I don't want to be in a space that is too cluttered mm. because then I can't really enjoy, I can't go inward if like I'm thinking about, oh, I got to do this. I need to do totally. you know, another big like cleaning, a big cleansing. Mm-hmm in preparation. Um, and then just talking about winter magic with, with my son, mm-hmm. I think it's so, I don't know, com- I I use the word comfy cozy a lot. But it is they. And there are, you know, there are some really great, I can't, I don't have it. I'd have to like look in my cabinets, but there's um, this one book. Oh, what is it called? It's not the magical year. It's, it's a children's, it's a pagan children's. It's like mm. this thing. And it goes through the, the wheel of the year. And 
it has all sorts of like fun children's activities for you. Cool. So I'll play like on the keyboard because it gives you just like the notes. That is so cool. And yeah, so we'll sit, we'll sing. There's a, there's always a story that goes along with it, you know, folklore. Oh, um, oh I gotta find that book. I don't want to like get up. You have again, to send it through because I would love I'll to have something it. like that for my kids. It's amazing, and I'm. What is it called? I can see, I can see the book. It's, I think it's in that cabinet right there. But I'll look. I'll, I'll send you a picture. Yes, please do. You would love. You really would love that. Cool. Um. Oh, and yeah. lots of lots of candles. Oh, you gotta have candles. Gotta have candles. You gotta and have that's winter without candles. We <laughs> say witchiness, but like lots of lots of candles. Yes. <laughs> I that's like one of my favorite things about winter like I'm not really a winter person I can probably do which is weird because my birthday is in winter so I think once I get past that I'm like I'm over it now but I think when you like set it up because a lot of people get that like seasonal depression of like I'm so over being this cold and dark and all this you know all that but I think if you have your home set up where it is that like the beautiful candles with the earthy colors and all of that it just kind of like helps you coast through until you do get to the spring by just like putting that extra effort in um it's yeah. worth it a hundred percent worth it, it. and embracing like in being present with the season mm. not oh gosh like I uh, can't wait for it to be over yeah, don't oh, fight another it. Day of snow like it's here there's nothing we can do there is snow everywhere so let's gather some snow let's do a little bit of snow magic yeah let's, so let's okay let's bring the white in now let's decorate so then I ended up changing up my windowsill in here again here <laughs> so like I have a white like um fluffy Thing with these silver and gold like cool. animals and you need to make the most of it because I agree. It's, here. it's here we can't and it doesn't care if you about... complain no oh it does. I feel like sometimes just despite you it'll snow <laughs> even more you oh know? long winter mm, okay yep check <laughs> Now, um, um, so you said that you work with the Fae, which I love. I would love to know what was your journey into like starting to work with them? When, how did that start? Well, it probably started that that's one of my more recent venturings Mm -hmm. in my practice. So I would say probably six or seven years. Mm -hmm. Um, it started just from, I think I picked up another one. It wasn't Faye Magic, Lucy Cavendish, but it was another book of hers. I feel like where she mentioned, do you know what? It wasn't Faye I know Magic. It, I know. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where she, talk, she talked about mermaids. It was just all myth, like magical creatures. And I had a very like strong calling to, yeah. oh my gosh, like just a knowing like, oh, I need to look more into this. Mm-hmm. I need to start reading more. So then I started grabbing more and more books about the Fae and being receptive and open to their messages and, yeah. or to their, um, signs. Yeah. And I think from there I started 
to recognize them more, see them more. And then when I started working with a lot of fairy decks, that's what really helped me connect. Mm -hmm. And then it was through a reading about six, seven years ago where I realized, oh, the Fae want to work with me when it comes to my creative projects. Interesting. Yeah. And so at that point I had like a little tiny fairy altar. I just had Mm -hmm. an altar for the Fae. And I remember it was a gold and pink little altar cloth. It was literally like 12 by 12 inches. It was tiny. Mm -hmm. And I had an amethyst, uh, an aura quartz. What else did I have on there? I can't remember what all was on there, but I remember that I would sit there after my morning ritual. Then I would move to my Fae altar and every morning pull a card about my, my writing. Interesting. And so, yeah. So my, my work with the fave is very much inspiration for my writing. I and love that. that. Yeah. And that's because that's what they wanted to, they wanted to work with me in that area. And then I went probably five years ago to a spiritual fair, mm-hmm. which I go to a couple a year. Actually, it was just at one on Saturday. There was oh, the fun. spiritual fair. And I actually met up with my friend, Jen, who is the one who gave me a reading years ago, the, the oh. five years ago. And she, I walked into like her booth and this is the first day I ever met her. I, mm-hmm. I never knew this before. I walked into her booth and she was like, whoa. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> he was like, you have so many, like so much Fey energy and you have multiple like Fey around you. And oh. she said, you have a creative career. And I was like, I'm an author. And she was like, oh, well, that makes sense. And that's, that is when it really like all was like, like it clicked. Okay. I need to keep working with them. Yeah. I've been working with them for my creativity, but now like this, this is what I have to work with them. And, um, and I just saw her again this weekend. So now we recognize each other and we've become friends, you know, over, over the years, but that was my first encounter with her. And she was like, Whoa. And talked about all the theory. Um, So I work with them for my creativity, but now it's turned into my garden as well. Because, you know, all Faye is keepers and protectors of our land. Mm -hmm. And so I, in, I have a a separate garden space just for them. You know, we talk about like the the little kid fairy garden. Mine's more of an adult, you know. (laughs) put out my honey and I put out like offering for them um but there's a corner and and I'll show you that too you have to remind me all the pictures in my it's in my I call it my English garden because half of my beds are just wild flowers that are just beautiful and I can like walk through them but in the corner I have the offerings for them and I work with them anytime I'm working with like land spirits Mm -hmm. and doing offerings for the land I always have offerings for my fae friends as well beautiful that was a lot sorry again no 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 that's perfect I I didn't think about that like moments where 
it was like, like, oh, I need to be working with them here. Oh, and then this confirmed it. And then there was, yeah. Well, it's, I guess it's like the more you establish that relationship with them, it's like at first they go, all right, we're going to start working with you on this. And then you like work with them for a while and they go, okay, and now we're going to branch out over here. And then before you know it, it's like covering so many areas of your life. Yes. Yes. I agree. And especially for me this time of year. Yeah. I mean, you, you going into Yule. I actually really feel a lot of Fae energy at Yule, but it's like a different one. It's almost like, like Beltane time is like very energetic and light. Like they're, they're like cheeky ones where I feel like Yule is like those like you know, the wise like dryads that are like full of like wisdom and they're very calming. And I feel like that's the energy you get now where Beltane's like, yeah, let's cause chaos. (laughs) Yeah, chaos. (laughs) It's it's funny because we've talked to my, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, there's a deer (gasps) that's going down the retention pond as we're talking right now. I love deer. It's behind the house now. But I just, I just like looked up and I saw it go. Oh, it went stop. Yep, down the retention pond. There's a big, like there's five, it's five acres behind the house across the street. Yep. They have the big retention pond. You know what those are where I, I, I don't know, you know, terminology that yeah. you might have. Um, and it just went through cause it's dry right now. Aww. And it like went, and it went down. So I hope it, do- there's a road over here. I hope it doesn't try to cross. They're the, so beautiful. The I love Dia. So, oh, they're so beautiful. Sorry, I I don't even know what I was saying or what, but um, I got so excited. <laughs> so sorry. I oh, don't even know oh, either. Oh, Faye energy at different times of the year. I'm trying to think. I don't well, know. You, and you probably, <laughs> so your work now too, and I, I should have mentioned this earlier, um, when you asked about like in preparation for Yule, that yeah. is the time where I do work a lot with my ancestors. Yeah. Well, they're around now. They're around. Oh, now I know what I was going to say. My son, um, we, I told him, you know, years ago, I said, you need to keep your room clean or the brownies are going to yes. come and they're going to start like hiding things. And so when he can't find things, we'll <laughs> say, oh, I think a brownie, a brownie. Leave an offering out, clean up something. <laughs> you, better, you better clean that room. Brownies are no joke, man. Like the amount oh. of stuff that goes missing, I feel mm-hmm. like out of their enjoyment is insane in this house. Absolutely. Mm. And then when you do something right, they, that it was there the whole want, time. And it's literally right in front of you. Like I know. It's there the whole time. And you've it's been going mental, like going, I swear I've seen it. And then you're like, I told you, I told you it was right there. And how can you deny? Like if, if someone's like close, where how can you deny? I know, and I love, I love those moments. As infuriating as it is to be in it, oh. you're like, good, that's a, another great confirmation. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Have you ever said anything like, um, like I just want it, I want this to appear. I just need it to appear. Like, like in frustration, and boom. Like yeah. you turn a corner and there it is. Those, I love those magical moments. 
I know I've definitely had ones where I've like, I knew that it was like they'd taken something and I think it was like out of like pure frustration. I was like, okay, I get it. All right. Like I, I think I, I had, I was going to do an ultra or something for them and then I didn't. And I was like, Ooh. okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. I will do it. Bring I promise. It and then I did it and then it was there and I'm like, all right, I learned my lesson. <laughs> yes. Did you notice a difference in your writing from when you, like before you worked with them to when you did start? Did you notice an, a shift or anything? Absolutely. Mm. Yes. Um, and what's interesting is the shift before, okay, I had had, I had book deals, but I had really struggled <laughs> I met deadlines, but I had really, I had struggled to get there. Yeah. And now I feel like working with them, there's more, I I don't know how to say, there's more flexibility. There's Mm -hmm. more like flex. I'm not as hard on myself with my writing. Yeah. And, oh, I must, I must get these words written. I must, I kind of, and not that I rely on them because I don't, Mm. because it's all me. Yeah. But I, I'm more I'm more lenient with, with myself. I'm not as hard and I don't criticize my work as much. I don't know if maybe they've helped me be more accepting. Um, Possibly. Yeah. More accepting, but I have noticed when I started working with them, I have been more productive though. Like I had, I mean, boom, boom, boom. I was writing novellas at one point, like sweet romance novellas. Yeah. I was whipping them out like one every couple of months. Boom, boom, boom. Getting oh. it ready. Sent to the editor. Polished up. You polished and then out there, you know, out there in the world. Yeah. Um, and then when I started writing my books on witchcraft, because mm-hmm. I always wrote fiction. Yeah. And only recently, the last four years, have I... I still write fiction, but have I shifted to the magical nonfiction world? Yeah. That now I think that they have really helped with my witchy writing. I think that's what they were oh, waiting they'd for. They'd be all they about waiting. it. <laughs> they were waiting for that. Because like we'll get now there. I have like this idea and this idea and this idea and this. And I but again, I'm not beating myself up if I don't stick to this one thing. Like yeah. I'm I'm jumping from project to project and not feeling bad about like abandoning one to jump to this one and then coming back to that one. Where in the past I would get really like yeah myself. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe that's just me changing over the years, but I like to think it's a little bit of magic. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like you, you know, you go, you, like you can force yourself to sit and write something for hours and hours, but it probably won't be very good. But if you like go where your intuition is pulling you, but also like your mind and your heart at the time, everything is going to be so much more interesting because you're so inspired to write that or create that in that moment and yeah maybe it is all scattered but they'll eventually all even out but it'll be all these like moments of like inspiration and creativity rather than like a forced product get my butt in the chair and write (laughs) yeah that's boring no one wants to read that (laughs) (laughs) it has to be done on deadline but but no you're absolutely right and you have just recently come out with a children's book Yes, I have. You gotta to show it. 
Song of the Elements. Song of the Elements. Now, how did you find going from writing like for adults to children? How what was the the shift like? You know, I I had written for children before I wrote for adults because mm-hmm. my first series was a children's middle grade series. Ah. And I had, yeah. And I had written other picture books that never were sold. Like my agents just did, couldn't sell them. Yeah. I couldn't sell them, which was fine. Um, so really it wasn't, it wasn't too difficult because mm-hmm. I've written in that genre for 15 years. Yep. Um, but with Song of the Elements, it was different because this was more personal in nature. This was yeah. a, a little pagan picture book that would have been cool to have when I was a kid. Yeah. Whereas I'm typically just writing fiction and making up these stories. But to me, this, some people might see it as fiction, but it's nonfiction. Yeah. It's fear you in know? a child. Because yeah, and I actually, this was me as a child, dirty blonde hair. And that's what I I told my publisher and the illustrator, like, I want it to be me as a kid going through the world, collecting pieces of the elements and correspondences of the elements and putting them in my pocket um, and bringing them all together for spirit, you know? Yeah, so I, this book but this book, oh, and look, what page I turned to, the fa- the fairies. Oh, perfect. They're here with us. <laughs> and the gazelles and the deer, which is so funny because I saw That's the so deer. That's so funny. It's not funny. It's, it's, you know, it's magic. But um, I went, I was on a writing retreat mm-hmm. working on a completely unrelated project. And I was, I was in my little cabin and I started thinking about the seasons. And then I thought about like the elements because I like to work with the elements and the correspondences of the elements. And then suddenly this idea came to me, oh my gosh, a children's picture book that talks about the five elements and the correspondences in a fun rhyming like verse. Yep. And I wrote the manuscript in literally an hour. Um, wow. I sat and, like, it came to me and I'm like, well, first I brainstormed, okay, <laughs> air, like correspondences, colors, you know, tarot associated with air. Mm-hmm. And I wrote down, you know, for all of the elements. And then I did spirit at the end. Um, and then I used those keywords and correspondences to come up with the poem that I in love the, that that first draft I did I wrote like within an hour or two maybe and then there was a lot of editing and tweaking but usually it doesn't come to me like that that quickly um and then I saw that Moondust Press was opening to submissions a couple months later and I was like oh well I have this it all aligned I didn't know what I was doing with it but I happened to have this here would you like to look at it and they they offered me you know, um, to publish it just a couple of weeks cool. later. Do you think, yeah, anyway. because it came so easily to you, do you think in a way you were kind of like channeling that inner child? Absolutely. Definitely. I, I definitely, definitely feel in that moment that I was. And I think because also I was working on an adult project that I needed to come back to that. Yeah. Yeah. To balance my writing, to balance myself out because I was working on 
you know, on the complete opposite. That's so cool. And that's why it's good to like chop and change sometimes so you can find that balance and a really yes, cute book. I, I'm not afraid to do that anymore. I know it's so, oh, it's so cute. And the illustrations are just so. Oh, look at that. So beautiful. Look at her. And that's her little, like little bag that she collects things in. I love it. Oh, that's a, that page is so nice. See, it's got a line and a sunflower, and I'm a Leo, and they're my favorite flower. Well, that yeah, exactly. This is fire. This is for you. And ah, then beautiful. We go into water. Did you get much say in how it looked? This is my favorite. How beautiful is this? Oh, Yule vibes. I love Earth. So, um. I with the illustrator you mean yeah yeah no um which was okay I think you know she really took my words and was able to mold it into this beautiful the the beautiful illustration and I know that there was input with some colors okay Mm -hmm. you know and and I wanted to differentiate the elements yeah so you can clearly see you go from air to fire yeah. to water to earth to spirit and the ethereal spirit, you know, is like the, the purples, the lavenders. And yeah. so there were little things like I could say, oh, I would love to see this. And of course the girl is me. I said, has I want to her be. To, be. <laughs> it to be, it has to be, it has to be <laughs> anyone else because this is me. This is, this book is me. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was it. Like, uh, Sonia uh, Kalenko is her name. She really took it and she ran with the words and created this like, be- I mean, beautiful illustrations. Did you find it difficult to kind of like let go of that creative control when it came to like what it looked like? Or were you just like happy? No, I I was happy. I know my art is in the words. Exactly. I, someone else's art is in the illustrations and they let me do my art and I'm going to let them do their art unless like there's something that is way, way yeah. off. You know? <laughs> like if they start putting flames in the water or something. Like, uh... We're not on the same like page right now. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, if they, like draw, cause you saw there's tarot cards, mm. some swords, you know, some swords in like, <laughs> you know, like there were certain things that I, needed to just make sure that it did sync. But the words really helped with, like the words helped with that because it goes through herb correspondences and color, animals. So she had a lot of inspiration from the words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. It's beautiful. And I'm, I'm thrilled to have a picture book out in the world that is as beautiful as this is. Yeah, definitely. Now we have done the morning. So now we'll go to the end of the day. Do you have an evening ritual that you like to do every day? Yes. Oh, yes. Well, I need this to to wind down because my days are very busy and full. And sometimes I just need that decompression. Um, First off, you know, I have my Insight Timer app that I like to listen to every night. And it is, that's the best. I don't even get through the meditation. No, like hardly ever. <laughs> and, that's, and that's okay. Um, I, for probably almost a decade, 
to nine, 10 years, lavender every single night, lavender Mm -hmm. on my feet, lavender in my lotion, but it's not, it's, it's ritual. It's not routine, you know, Mm. routine, you kind of go through and you do the things because that's just how your brain is programmed. Yeah. It's it's intentional. Like Mm. why doing this okay why and I think I think about that like Mm. a calm peaceful sleep as I'm like rubbing this all in it's all about the intention behind the actions um I do that I oftentimes will look at my in my closet so in in the closet in the bedroom I have an altar set up in there as well Mm -hmm. and so I always I'll usually just touch I have a crystal quartz and then I have um, a calcite bowl that oh, has beautiful. like various stones. I have like a lot of like aura, you know, the aura dipped quartz yep. in there. Like I'll just kind of touch, touch that <laughs> every night just to, you know, have that connection. Mm-hmm. And in there I have a deck as well. I have a crystal deck mm-hmm. that I've been working with for a while. And I don't pull a card every mm-hmm. night, but when I'm not too exhausted, I will do that. Sometimes beautiful. I'll do that in the morning actually mm-hmm. too, when I wake up, sometimes I'll go in there and just pull a card. Mm. Um, they was amethyst, which I love. love I mean, it. Yeah, I just it really quick. And I just set it up even before we chatted. Um, but I have that and I'll do that at night sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then as I said, when I get into bed, I listen to that meditation. I thank spirit for the day and, and that's it. And at That's you go. I'll let it go. Sometimes I will. I will scroll my phone a oh, little yeah. bit. We're all guilty of that. We all do it. We all do it. I tell myself I shouldn't, but I do. Oh, we all say that as we're scrolling. Tomorrow night, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> we'll end with. Uh, I've got five questions for you, and this is like the speed round, like. I mean- the really, really important questions. Oh gosh. Oh, I'm here nervous. we go. What is a movie you could watch a thousand times and never get sick of? Does it have to be witchy? No. Um, Ever After. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. Good movie. Um, love it. And Becoming Jane. Oh, have I seen that? Jane Austen. Jane no. Austen. Anne Hathaway also bed knobs and broomsticks in fact we started it again last night cute (laughs) we're watching it right now (laughs) I love that um what is a book that changed your life to write a silver broomstick yeah (laughs) talking about witchy books because that was when I was young you know the first one I picked up not everything resonated with me um the Wiccan lens never resonated with me Mm -hmm. Um, but there, there were a lot of elements that I got out of that book and still, you know, use in my practice today. Beautiful. Uh, if you could sit down with anybody, be dead, alive, famous, not famous and have a chat, who would it be? My grandpa. Oh, yeah. He was my first grandparent to pass away. And he Mm -hmm. was my favorite person in the whole wide world. Mm. Mm -hmm. That'd be and then if it, if it couldn't be like a family member, it would probably be Shakespeare. <laughs> yeah. He has some <laughs> cool stories. <laughs> oh, he, he knew so much witchcraft, the, uh, the witchcraft and magic that is in his words. And I know. Like, it is just, it's amazing. 
I know. Um, and you go like Midsummer Night Dream. Hello, oh, fairies, fairies. Yeah. He knew stuff, man. Tanya Oberon. I mean, like you have. He knew oh. things. <laughs> oh, and look at Macbeth. Oh and yeah. Think it was thought that he consulted with real witches. That's why. Did he? Certain... Well, that's that's one of what they one thing that is said. You know, we don't. Well, know you have to tell said. me when you ask him. <laughs> yeah, when I will. When we sit down and have a, a cup of tea. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I think I already know what the answer to this is, but if you could be an animal, any animal for a day, what would it be? Come on, you can answer that for it's me. It's a fox. Oh, <laughs> Anybody who knows me who's listened to my podcast, followed my Instagram. <laughs> box <laughs> yeah I thought it might be that <laughs> um and lastly what does your perfect day look like oh well, this is hard mm. well I would get up have my me time have my mm. ritual but a day of just being outside with no distractions with my family beautiful just going on a nice hike We've had a couple perfect days though. We've had a couple perfect days like that. Mm-hmm. Being with my family and then at, when I go to sleep that night dreaming about my past loved ones. Like yeah. but like all good, you know, all all the good things. Yeah. Beautiful. Good answer. The simple days are the most beautiful days. I I agree. I don't need to fly to a different country. I just want to be with the people I love. Perfect. That sounds perfect. Yeah. Now, where can everybody find you? Oh my gosh. They can find me on mostly on Instagram mm-hmm. at Comfy Cozy Witch through my podcast, the Comfy Cozy Witch podcast, of course. Um, they can email me if they want to, comfycozywitch mm-hmm. at gmail.com. I always love getting emails. There is um the Comfy Cozy Witches Facebook groups. They're they're You're everywhere. Everywhere. Just, <laughs> just type in Comfy Cozy Witch and you'll find me. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, Jenny, for being here. It was such a pleasure to actually get to chat with you. Know, it feels weird so hearing your voice and like you're talking Hi. back to me. Usually I'm like just listening to you now in the car or wherever. Now I'm like, oh, yay, she's talking back Hi. finally. <laughs> I'm so happy that you, that you asked me to be on here. This was a pleasure and I oh. love Thank you so much. And everyone go and listen to her podcast because it's pretty much the best podcast in the world, I have to say. Thank (laughs) you so much, Jenny. Okay. Bye. Bye.